0: Hi, I'm David. I'm Doug. And we are Beyond Hungry. Uh, So this is uh, not episode three. This is actually a mini-sode based off of our last episode, our interview with Irvin Idio from Lumbian Company. And uh, we had a really long conversation, as we may have hinted at before. And uh, there were parts of the conversation that didn't really fit with what we had in the last episode. We did talk about Irvin's story in terms of starting his business and coming to the United States and coming to Iowa. So, uh, David, do you feel like that that sums up what we what we talk about here?
1: Yeah, it felt was like a, a little bit more of a serious tone than the previous episode, and and it kind of told the story of how Lumpy and Co. came to be. You know, like all the relationships and and the family that was part of it. And I think you and I agree that it kind of deserved its its own space and its own like respect for for what it is and um yeah it's it's definitely a different tone from from the previous <laughs> one right so um it's mostly going to be Irvin talking with uh, a few questions from from doug and i and just give it a listen and let's go
2: All right, so my name is Irvin, chef, owner of Lumpia & Company. I started the business 2018 with my fiance, Christy. Um, it all started as a, I would say a vision to where I wanna uh, bring out Filipino food to Des Moines. So I said, Christy, what do you think of bringing it to the farmer's market? And she looked at me and with you know, with no hesitation, she goes, perfect you know, so then uh, 2018, we kind of just, it was all a blur, but like, I, uh, I consulted my mentor, which was my head chef at a restaurant that I was working at. And I asked him for advice and all these things that I needed. We sat down and so he was the he was the one that, you know, led me off to the Like, you know, like how your parents are like, go, go, go explore and do your thing. He kind of just told me, here's, here's the money and I trust you. I know you're going to do good. So then, you know, with that, with that blessing from him, it made me more of like, okay, this is going to work. This is going to happen. What was
0: like running up to that first day, that first weekend when you were going to do that? Can you tell me what that was
2: like for you? Man, I was, I was really scrambling on, um. Uh, getting licenses and getting ready for the farmer's market because I really thought that I'm I'm not going to get this done. Like I'm not, we got accepted to the farmer's market, but then we had all these requirements that we had to meet and I was just stressing out. Uh, Christy was, she was trying to like calm me down and all these things. And at the end of the day, we got it done. Christy helped me a lot with, with getting all the, the fees and licenses and, but it was a scramble. It was it was tough. But um, I was just overthinking everything and just thinking of the worst thing that could happen. Um, I thought I developed my menu pretty good, but it it the first day was like, man, like we packed so much stuff just for this little amount of time. <laughs> um, the way I made my my dishes was like all in a hurry, but people accepted us really good that first day i remember like just getting notes from them it was it was a great feeling it was a warm feeling that okay this is gonna be all right you know what i mean with all these hiccups it's part of it it's not gonna be perfect that's what that's what christy told me and in and her family and my family helped me and i'm just like yo i cannot be stressing about this i cannot be beating myself up about this because i have all these people helping me up and, um, you know, the support from the farmer's market people and the, the, the customers and all these things really helped me a lot. So from the first day, I was like, yo, I'm going to be a farmer's market vendor.
0: It seems like you had a lot of success from the get go The people were into it. Mm-hmm. But like at the same time, I kind of wonder like, did people know what you were? Did people know what Lumpion Company was? What what brought them in? What was because I've seen stands yep. at the farmers market where no one goes. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And 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 like, what do you think brought people in? What do you think people you know got people over that? I don't know what this is, yep. but I want to check this out.
2: Yeah. So yeah, um, I think it's it's the presence of how we were how we were at the tent. You know, this ten by ten. We were just smiling, and I remember Christy and uh, my sister, my mom was frying lumpia. My sister was was plating all the dishes, my dad over here chopping the pork belly, and it was all smiles, and we were just, I think mom and Christy and Shara, my sister, was like, yo, just relax, have fun. And I kind of just, heading to the first day in um, the farmer's market, I was more really stressed out on how people will accept us and all these women reminded me yo you're doing a great job this is good food we're gonna be fine we just we just had fun we were dancing we were we were sitting at the booth we were we were just having fun and I think what draw what draw people uh, to to check us out was this is new okay let's go ask them so then the conversation just kind of got them into this is what we're serving Filipino food, Um let us tell you about it. This is how we 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 eat our breakfast, our lunch, and all these things, and they get kind of like, yo, I want to try that. Pork belly book, yo, I never had pork belly like this. So then the 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 conversation about food really got people to check us out and then next thing you know, word of mouth, just yo, you gotta try these things out. Yeah, I think the people that are very curious about having a new vendor when we went in there was like, hmm, this is good food. And it was more of, you know, we just want to deliver good food that we made out of our passion and our love.
0: Can we start in talking about the menu? Uh, you, you mentioned that was one of the first things you had to work on. That was something that you were trying to, you know, ad- adapt certain things in Filipino food to, you know, the tastes here. Can Absolutely. you talk about that process? Yes.
2: Yeah, so the process really all started with how I cooked for Christy. <laughs> so... And also, my dad. My dad is married to uh, my stepmom, Anita. Uh, they live in Eagle Grove. And when we came here to the U.S., I was 18. Uh, you know, we were kind of missing the the Filipino food at home when we were living with my dad and my stepmom. So, like me, and my dad was like, it was it was a rough relationship. But like, what I noticed was when we were in the kitchen. Talking about Filipino food, we're like, we're like buddies, like, yo, adobo, um, menudo, sinigang. Sinigang is like this sour soup that we make in the Philippines with pork. And uh, for some reason, that kind of just sparks something when we're in there. Yo, we're making this. Taste this. Oh, dad, that, that's, that's good. Okay, and then we would make lumpia. I don't know how I made my lumpia before, but like. Oh, this is good too. So then it was more of uh, dad really embraced his um, Filipino uh, side of how he ate and how he uh, enjoyed food when he was still living in the Philippines. That when he came here, he wanted to cook uh, Filipino food because there's no Filipino restaurants. You have to learn how to make it. So then um, he helped me kind of like, okay, let's let's um, let's try this out. Let's try to make adobo. Let's try to make lumpia. Um, I'm going to taste yours and you can taste mine.
0: So So you you were cooking the same dish side by side and just seeing.
2: Absolutely. So it was it was tough growing up in Eagle Grove because, you know, obviously when we when we came here, we had to really learn. Call mom on the phone. Hey, we want to cook adobo. How do you make it? You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like we would just get the, the first thing that I made when we came here was adobo. Vinegar, sugar, soy sauce, bay, bay leaves, and pep, uh, black pepper. That's the ingredients. Chicken thighs and chicken legs. That's it. He started cooking that for Anita and, you know, and Anita is Caucasian. So then she she kind of like told us, okay, this might not work in the palate of people, you know, that are very picky around here because, you know, we, they don't eat the way we eat in the Philippines. So then, you know, fast forward to uh, uh, me meeting Christy. Um, Christy enjoyed, you know, all the things that I cooked for her. There are foods that obviously I made her try. She's like, whoa, what is that? You know, I don't even want to eat that, you know. Like shrimp paste on a mango, you know she don't like that. Like the balut, which is the fertilized duck egg. So, um, all those things. So, like um, Christy really helped me develop the, the the menu on on how we would cater to the people of Des Moines. So then, with the with the name, say Lumpiang Company, which is uh, you know derived from the the, the Chinese uh, the spring rolls. We had to really perfect the, the, the recipe, our recipe for lumpia because that's what we're, the, the name, you know what I mean? We, we include lumpia in every dish that we sell. So we, uh, we got the blessing from my mom, you know, she, she came in and rolled and you know, all these things. And it's like, oh, no, oh, this is good, you know. She makes her lumpia the different way I make my lumpia. So from, you know, her blessing to, to how I'm making my lumpia is, is, is a big move.
0: Can we talk about where that all started? Where did you first like get interested in food? Get interested in cooking?
2: Well, it started very young. Mom was uh, always busy in the kitchen. I was always the first one to wake up out of my four siblings. So then I would get the the dibs on you know the good stuff fresh off the pan. <laughs> I used to just eat the egg whites on fried eggs, cut, cut the yolks and leave it to my siblings.
1: Mm.
2: <laughs> oh man, <laughs> they would they would run after me on yo, there's like there's like there would be like eight, nine egg yolks on freight, <laughs> And Urban is down there playing with his friends already. So then
0: how early? How early in the morning is this? We're talking about like
2: six, seven o'clock in the morning. Mm.
0: So this is like Saturday morning cartoons mm. for you. You're getting up yep. early, early in the Absolutely. morning. You're going down to Absolutely. the kitchen. Your mom's there. Did she encourage you, like, kind of helping her out?
2: No, it was kind of, like, natural for me to, okay, mom is up. I need to be up. I, I was hoping that she w- she was looking forward for me waking up, you know, so I can assist her with whatever. But, you know, we started with garlic rice, fried egg, or scrambled egg, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, that and sometimes we would have our tocino you know what I mean? The the braised pork. Uh, so.
1: Can you, can you speak a bit more about like your mom's impact in your cooking?
2: Uh, it was huge. It was huge. I was more of the one that out of the siblings, like, okay, what are you cooking? What, what is this for? What is that for? Just the, the whole memory of, oh, I just want to help mom in the kitchen. You know, so like her little sous chef, I'm over here just chopping whatever that she needs and and getting her stuff from the cupboard and all this thing. So it just kind of like mom gave me gave me all that um, influence in my cooking that mm. which was passed down from from my grandma to her. Um, I was a bad kid when I was growing up in the Philippines. My mom was like that's it. I'm sending you to live with your grandma. Boom. I I got sent to uh, a rural a rural area province of the philippines where my, my grandma lives and that you know got me all going with with my with my uh exploration of my taste buds and the way um, grandma cook and my uncles and all these things it was a whole different ball game over there we were living in the city and now i'm over here in this new environment where um what are we having for lunch or dinner here's free range chicken. You just grab it by the neck. Boom. Chicken. (laughs) You just chop the, chop the head off. Boom. Put in boiling water. Dinner. You know what I mean? Like those kind of things are, um, open my eyes to like a whole new different, uh, way of, I guess, living, eating food and all these things. So grandma also just contributed on how I, um, cook and my love for food and Filipino food and,
1: how in, how important was it for you to have your mom be in, involved in your your start of the business the start of Lumkinco
2: really just just my mom trying to not not push me but really just she saw the 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 passion in me when i started okay mom when she finally got here to the us um, we finally you know petitioned her paperwork and all these things to come here I just kind of told her that I'm starting a business and I was like, okay, I, I, I need your help on some recipes. And you know, with that, with that being said, she was, she was more of, okay, well, let's start cooking. You know what I mean? Like just the way I envision her, like tasting my food, um, the, 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 the way she would, she would prepare it and the way, the, uh, the way she would, she make she would make all these dishes is like, Okay, Irvin, you 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 should you should put more of this on the the way the way you should wrap this you should you should fold this side blah 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 just like that. So like, I told my mom, Ma, I want to share this to the people out there. Like, let's let's work together on 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 uh, maybe working on my menu and all this things. So, what can we offer to the people of Des Moines um, in terms of like what we enjoy eating? in a Filipino household, like, it kind of just helped me go back to all those those memories with with her and just be like, man, this whole time, this is what it's for. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she, she never really said, yo, this is what you need to do when you grow up. Mm-hmm. It was more of, she really honed me uh, just by, like, um, encouraging me to wake up early. Yo, I need your help. Can you wake up with me? Okay. Yeah, that's fine. But then it's more of it's more of mm-hmm. yeah, I let's 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 do this. And mom really just helped me with, with how I developed my menu and how she was more of she approved because she was like, hmm, this is not how I cook it, but man, when you do this, that's delicious. So like it's more of um adding what I learned already from her to like, you know, my take and all these things, so how my taste bud work and how I want to um, innovate and develop some, some of the, some of the dishes that I offer on, on Loom company. So
1: can you share with us what's like your favorite memory of you and your mom cooking?
2: Oh man, there's so many, but yeah. Uh, that's really what, What's what um, influenced me to to name it lumpia and company is when, you know, when when mom wants to make lumpia, she would take the time to make the pork and all the other things that goes into it. So let that sit overnight to for flavors to develop, and then she would take you know early morning to roll this you know lumpias and 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 take her time to like really roll the lumpia perfectly, and. I would come to her house. She would let me know sometimes, "Hey, I'm making lumpia. If you want to come, help. Come over to the house. Boom. Next thing you know, I'm there. Like you know, she don't even have to ask me. She just she just tells me, and I just go. Like you know, I don't want to pass that um, um time with her where we would just you know roll lumpia and and the time of me listening to her. Ravin, you gotta you gotta flap over this first and then that and then you want to tuck and pull and you know those knowledge with the every detail that she tells me plays a part on on the knowledge and the things that I take in and I apply it to whatever I do is just you know those are the times where I'm like man mom was really serious about these things I thought she was just sitting down and just want to feed us lumpia all day long but really it's it's her of it's her trying to instill to me what you know what, putting time and effort um, uh, results to whatever you're you're trying to feed people. You know, so. Wow.
0: So David, uh, I don't know. What What are your thoughts? Man, it's
1: it's incredible just to think about like the support system of family. Talk about his fiance and the support that that she gave him to to start the business and the relationship between him and his father. Um, you know how they bonded over the kitchen and the stepmom, and then his mom, like his mom, like you know their entire relationship. You know all the great memories that he had was was in the kitchen with her. Um, and like, you know, them calling her for recipes, which is, I mean, like the (laughs) Philippines, like just the time zone, like she's probably getting phone calls, like two o'clock in the morning. What do you think?
0: I mean, I mean, yeah, like, I mean, even his grandmother made it in there in terms of like, you know, there are memories there and it, it's something that I feel like you always hear about these family businesses, but like this feels very like a different level of a family business, right? Like everyone literally everyone around him is helping both like the family that he's born with and the family that he's created here. Um, And it's just amazing to hear that. And it's also just like a thing that I think people say, Oh, we're a family business and we're just supposed to, we're just supposed to sort of like know what that means. Mm -hmm. And it's Mm -hmm. one of the few times where I've been able to hear like what that means to be a family business, what that means that, you know, these recipes came from your your mother or your grandmother or something like that. Um yeah. and so it's yeah, it's 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 nice to finally dig into that and, and hear what that is because it's been so long since I've heard that.
1: And that and that reminded me of like kinda like what Eddie Wong said on um on a a show he was interviewed, is like, you know, we we give so much appreciation to these chefs when like our moms and grandmothers can cook circles around, you know, <laughs> some of the best chefs. Like parents cooking is is is, is delicious. know they they put in hours, just hours mm-hmm. of time, like cooking like the same dishes and and mastering them. And I feel like sometimes we some of us take that for granted mm-hmm. but like a obviously Irvin like did not and he took every (laughs) little thing like he took those are just generations of experience of like Mm -hmm. flavor of creating things and then he just added his little twist and like he says boom
0: I I think the other interesting thing that I I don't feel like I've ever heard I mean is this kind of at least a glimpse into the story of an adaptation of a of a of a kind of cooking or an adaptation of a cuisine like we all know that Chinese American food is not really a Chinese food that there, it is very, very, very different. And I love Chinese food, but I also still love Chinese American food. (laughs) And I think you can love both. And like what I, it's sort of nice to think that like, we're at this sort of cost where we get this like little glimpse into the creation of like what Filipino American like commercial food might be, you Mm -hmm. know, someday and, and how it's being adapted to get that story of like, Oh, I was talking with my fiance or I was talking with my stepmom, and they were guiding us through this process. And then we were finding the things that we could get here. And that like, it's, it's also something that I don't hear about happening in real time. It's always just one of those things that's like, Oh, that happened generations ago. Yeah. yeah you know, uh, 30, 50, a hundred years ago, people came here and now the food is what it is today. And it's, I, I think it's interesting to be like, Oh no, this is, this is the change is happening now. The change is happening here uh, or or, or a a part of that change is happening here. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. I find that like really, really kind of fascinating.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it was a big impact of like him coming over when he was 18, not being like not having the access to it. So like in a way of him learning how to cook the food that he Mm -hmm. grew up with, as well as like offering with him, like offering it to the people of Des Moines. Mm -hmm. I think of like a metaphor of him offering himself of like this is who i am yeah do you accept me
0: <laughs>
1: like i'm willing to change a little bit about me which is like him <laughs> him him changing the recipe a little bit so yeah. you know for the taste buds but he's like this is me and a plate how do you <laughs> feel about it yeah
0: and it's i, I love that. i love it do you um I'm sort of curious just because I feel like so much of this was him working with his mother. Do you feel is there a recipe like that you've worked on with your with your mom or that she's like giving over? Or is she holding on to all the family secrets still?
1: Oh, she's <laughs> she's she's up and she's up and teaching. Like if you okay. if you ever were to come over and visit once <laughs> COVID, like COVID is over mm-hmm. and she would be like you'd be like, Oh, I wanna to learn tomatoes and she'll start opening the fridge. And I'm like, You wanna learn right now? We'll teach you right now. Like, she's, she my like, me- Megan and uh, my uh, my sister-in-law said that. Mm-hmm. And next to you know, she just started making masa. I was like, we're going to make tamales today then. Hmm? And, uh, but, yeah, she, my mom would, like, I'll tell my mom, like, I want to learn how to make this. And I think, like, oh, you're not, she's not, she's not listening to me. And she'll go <laughs> in the fridge, in the kitchen, and then she's like, come here. And I'm like, and then she'll start making it. She's like, all right, you're going to learn right now. <laughs>
0: uh.
1: And then she's like, "You're not doing it right." And you're like, and she, "Then yeah. you realize she doesn't use any measuring cups or teaspoons right. or tablespoons. She's like just with her hand, just like mm-hmm. this much salt." Yeah. And the 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 weird part is like there like there were spices that at the time when I was a little bit younger I didn't know the translation. So she'll tell me it's mm-hmm. like you need hoja de laurel, and I'm like, "What is that?" I'm like, "How do you spell that?" Hoja de laurel. And I'm like looking it up, and, and my dad will be thinking about. It. I was like, "Oh, it's bay leaves." nice so how about you like i know you mentioned like in the kitchen with your mom wasn't really an often experience
0: yeah you know i i wasn't really allowed in the kitchen um it's just my mom i i I think she she just sort of thought that i would get in the way i i also don't think it was something that she considered very important for me to learn I think there were probably some attempts to like teach me a couple of things here and there when I was a little bit older, but definitely as a kid, she just wanted me to like study. And so that was what a lot of it was focused around. And I have some memories of like watching her cook, um, you know, but maybe that's something I should do. Maybe I should call up my mom and and see if she'll teach me something, you know, maybe, maybe it's time for me to do that.
1: That'd be nice, man. Yeah. Definitely need to, uh, you need to document everything like the photos of you (laughs) too, not just the food. just get some, get some mother, mother and son. Yeah. documentation
0: yeah all right well i think that's all we've got for you today uh, but thank you for listening
1: oh follow us on instagram and facebook at we are beyond hungry if you have any questions um, or topics that you want us to cover or just want to share your experiences or stories with your mom or with your family um, feel free to email us at we are beyond at gmail.com
0: and thank you for listening All right, and you'll get uh, episode three coming at you pretty soon. Thanks, everyone.